on today's episode of The Breakaway, presented by U.S. Bank. We talk about the Saturday match against Phoenix Rising, go over, over that a little bit, and then I watched the San Diego Loyal-Oakland Roots match last night, so we'll talk about that as well, heading into the next two matches for Sacramento as they will take on San Diego Saturday and then Oakland next Wednesday. So good to see those two teams play each other before they play Sacramento. First chance to see San Diego um, coming up on Saturday. But first, this financial timeout from U.S. Bank is all about you in the future. Future you. Financially fit future you. Future you makes decisions based on the reality of your finances. Future you has three months cost of living saved up in an emergency fund. Future you pays bills on time. So how do you become future you? Here are a few easy ways. Monitor your money. Keep an eye on your budget. And remember, it's often easier to cut expenses than add income. Set up auto pay or calendar alerts to make sure bills are paid on time. See if it's possible to bundle things like TV and internet or cell phone and streaming services. Lastly, commit to lifelong financial learning. Like any other kind of fitness, financial fitness takes dedication and patience. Visit usbank.com slash financial IQ to make an appointment with a financial pro and get on track. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Made in the Shade Tent Rentals is your number one choice for tent rentals in Sacramento and throughout Northern California. From concerts and festivals to corporate events, outdoor dining to private special events, construction, manufacturing, or farming, whenever you need shade, whatever the occasion, We've got you covered. Visit MadeShade.com to inquire about options. That's Made, M-A-D-E, Shade.com. Hey, Breakaway fans. Shout out to our friends at Suncrest Bank who not only believe that local matters, they prove it with their support of Sac Republic. When you think about the struggles we've endured over the past year and a half, it's good to know that Suncrest Business Recovery Center is at the backs of local businesses the entire time with PPP, SBA, and agribusiness loans. They're here for the long haul, ensuring our community not only survives, but thrives. Suncrest Bank is where Central Valley turns for personal and business banking needs. Visit any one of their seven locations or online at suncrestbank.com. You can also call them at 916-830-3560 and speak to a Suncrest business account representative today. That's 916-830-3560. And hey, give us an assist. Tell them Connor Sutton sent you. Go Republic. Go Suncrest Bank. The bank where local matters. An equal housing lender. Member FDIC. All right, let's do it. Welcome to The Breakaway, a Sacramento Republic podcast. Bandit in the box! Unbelievable strike! My goodness, what a defensive play! Half the crowd can't even believe it! So obviously a tough loss for Sacramento on Saturday against Phoenix. Um, I want to talk about the match here shortly, and then um, we'll take a break, and then we'll talk about uh, San Diego Loyal and preview the match coming up um, on Saturday. So I went back and watched at least the first half. And if you watch the two halves, and that's the thing that struck me is the intensity in the first half and the intensity after they go down to 10 men is significantly different. Um, and I think that's the problem is Sacramento didn't come out with that intensity um, and they didn't, weren't playing that hard as they did in the second half. And that's a big factor here. Um, the free kick from Asante was just an unbelievable goal. There's not much you can do there. So I'm not even going to talk about that much. Um, it was just a great, great free kick um, on his part. The goal, however, the second goal for Phoenix, there was a couple things that went wrong, and that's the thing that scares me is Hayden Sarr just played a ball to, to Dan Casey that was intercepted and wasn't a good ball. Um, tried to lead Dan Casey toward the sideline a little bit, and it was intercepted. 
And then from there, Sacramento was scrambling. Um, they weren't matched at matched up at all. There was very little marking, um, and that's the reason why it was an easy tap-in goal. You could argue the offsides there. Um, it, it, that's the thing that's so tough about the camera angles here at, at – you can't. You couldn't really tell if he was actually offside. It seemed like he was, but also, um, it, there's just no. You can't be 100 percent sure, and that's what's tough as well. So I think that's that's an issue there. But let's talk about like the after the red card. First off, you can't. This is another match where Sacramento goes down ten men, and that can't continue to happen, right? I mean, you're not going to succeed when you go and you're playing down a man. It's just not going to happen. Now in this match, I thought Sacramento showed incredible fight, and that's encouraging to see that this team can play uh, at a high level. And really, from the you know the red card on, from other than the second goal allowed, kind of dominated the match as far as the way they played. Phoenix was playing you know <laughs> with their backs against the wall a little bit, trying to hang on to a 2-1 win. They were down or up a man. Um, and I think that's really encouraging and shows that Sacramento can, in fact, play uh, with this team. Dan Casey's goal, uh, really excited for him. You saw him tweet after the match. It was for his granddad who had just passed away um, the last couple weeks. So excited for him, his first goal for the team on a great header, great ball from Pete Pennington. And then Sacramento from there on w- had a number of chances. And I think that's what's encouraging is once that you know time changed after the yellow card, after the second goal, Sacramento really took advantage. Um, but wasn't enough, obviously, right? Couldn't get that second goal, couldn't get the equalizer. Phoenix had the advantage in possession 58% to 42%. That's a little worrisome. Total pass numbers, 506 for Phoenix, 364 for Sacramento. That's an alarming number. Now, Phoenix had that, obviously, because of possession. So when you see those two numbers together, it makes sense. Here's the one I'm, I'm really worried and concerned with is the duels one. And that is 56% for Phoenix to 43% for Sacramento. Now, total shots in the second half, Sacramento took nine. They only took one in the first half. So you can see the immediate transition and the change of how Sacramento started playing the second half. They were being much more aggressive. And we talked about it, you know, many times on this podcast. Uh, we talked about it on Keys to the Match with Matt George. The teams have to take more chances. They got to take a shot from outside the 18. Even if, you know, it's not going to be on frame, at least it makes the defenders keep you honest. And I feel like they're still trying to be a little too cute, a little too perfect on some of the buildup um, as they try to score goals. I thought the the play after really the 70th minute is when Sacramento, I felt like they actually found something. And I hope that's something that they can build off of um, heading into this next match against San Diego. The other thing I want to hit on here is the crowd atmosphere being back with full fans. Because I think that's was a huge, <laughs> just a plus, not necessarily soccer-wise, uh, but just in general. Crowd was unbelievable. Um, Tower Bridge was was beating the drums, singing all 90, and I thought it was really, really incredible. Um, so the atmosphere of having everyone back, it seemed like just everyone had a great time, despite the fact that the team did not get three points or a point. Um, still, it was a lot of fun. So I, I wanted to make sure we, we hit on that as well. Um, Lastly, Rafa Diaz going down with an injury in the first half obviously didn't help things for Sacramento. Um, at that point, it was one uh, 0 after the free kick, and you know that's a that's a big blow. He's been trying to get healthy, um, and then Tomas Gomez was playing well for a little bit, so he kind of lost that starting spot. Then he kind of got it back. It seemed like, um, 
coming back from international play and now injured. So I don't know exactly how long he'll be out, but obviously that's a big blow for the Republic. Um, Pete Pennanen appeared to be a little more aggressive in this match. He had two key passes, obviously had the assist, um, took two shots. Derek Formella also took two shots. Fernandez off the bench took two shots. So Sacramento became more aggressive later in that second half. And I actually liked, really, really enjoyed seeing the fight from this team um, late in the second half. But that's got to be from the opening kick, right? I mean, that's something that Sacramento has to do from the opening kick. And if they don't, especially against a team like Phoenix, maybe if you're playing a team like Oakland, you can get away with a win there. But when you're playing Phoenix, you got to bring it all 90. Otherwise, you just won't be able to hang there. They're too talented of a team. They're too good of a team. Um, and that and that is one of the problems I think we've seen is the effort level and the consistency from Sacramento. And I hope we see it you know, going into Saturday's match. But this is beginning of a stretch here where Sacramento really needs to get points. I mean, you got San Diego next Saturday. Then the following Wednesday is back at home against uh, Oakland, which is a must-win game. And then the following Saturday at home against Orange County. These are three very, very important matches. I think if you really look at it, you got to get six points in these next three games. You got to. I think two wins is is acceptable. Um, I think anything less, maybe maybe even seven points, two two wins and a draw would be huge, and that makes a huge difference in the standings. This next week is going to have a huge impact on the season standings. We're still early, still a lot of time left, but these next three games are so, so important for Sacramento. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and we'll talk about San Diego. This financial timeout from U.S. Bank is all about what to do if your identity has been stolen. It's important to act right away to try to reduce further damage. First things first, call your bank and any companies where fraudulent purchases were made. Immediately change your passwords and PINs. Next, contact a credit agency to place a fraud alert. Call the Federal Trade Commission to report identity theft or go to identitytheft.gov. When you report identity theft to the FTC, you'll get an identity theft affidavit, which you can use to create a police report. Lastly, combine your affidavit and your police report to create your identity theft report. Identity theft can have lasting damage, and your identity theft report can help prove you were a victim for financial matters in the future. Visit usbank.com slash financialiq for more information on identity theft. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. So the reason why this podcast is coming out on a Wednesday and not a Tuesday like normal is because I did want to watch the San Diego Loyal match against the Oakland Roots, which I did last night. It was the only match on in the USL Championship. Um, and really, if you look at the numbers and you look at the watch the match, it, it was pretty evident that San Diego was the better squad. And by the way, San Diego's been playing very, very well. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a moment. But in this match in particular, the goal was fantastic. Off the bench, it was Ibarra for San Diego who scored the goal. They dominated possession 63% to 37%. Passing accuracy was above 81%. They really controlled the match. They dominated duels as well. And then Oakland only had two shots on target, five total shots, where San Diego had 12 total shots. So just, and they took 10 from outside the box. So that's that's important to notice as well, um, where Oakland only had one shot inside. I'm sorry, 10 shots inside the box. Inside the box. So that's a... That means they were getting in dangerous spots, um, and that's something to keep an eye on. And, and Oakland hasn't been playing well, right? Oakland hasn't scored a goal, I think, since they played Sacramento early in June. So they haven't been playing well. Um, and, and it was an important match for both these teams 
because of the way they've been playing. San Diego wants to continue their hot streak. Oakland trying to get out of the hole a little bit. And now it's at a situation to where San Diego has put themselves in a really good position. Right? I mean, they beat they beat Phoenix, you know, two weekends ago in a huge, huge match for them. After starting the season terribly, they signed a couple guys to put them in a better position. Now they are. Um, and now they're the second in the Pacific Division. Now, they have three games at hand over Orange County and pretty much everyone else. LA Galaxy and San Diego have all played three matches, or three matches more than everybody else besides Phoenix and Las Vegas. They've played 11. Sacramento's played eight. Tacoma's played eight. Oakland has only played six. Uh, they've only won one match. But San Diego has won four of their last five. They've drew... They've won four straight. They drew that fifth match, so four of five. They've been red hot recently. And now this is an opportunity for Sacramento to get some points in a much-needed position. Because, yes, they played three games less than, than LA Galaxy, who's in a playoff spot. Uh, but Orange County, who's in the third spot right now, has played the same amount of games in Sacramento. Now, Sacramento has two more matches against them. They have four more against Tacoma, three more against Oakland, and three more against Oakland. So, or, yeah, so... They've played the tougher teams in the division so far, if you look at it. That's just how it is. They haven't played Tacoma yet, um, who you could argue is one of the worst teams in the league. Um, they have eight eight matches, 11 points. Um, so it's, it's important for Sacramento to play really well this next stretch. San Diego, what are the things they do well? Well, let me tell you. So when you watch this team, you notice a number of things. And, you know, we've played them once before already this season, so we know that they're pretty solid defensively. Corey Herzog has always been dangerous, um, and uh, he's always a guy to keep an eye on. He uh, had a couple of opportunities in this match against Oakland, and I think he will be a huge factor for Sacramento to make sure they know where he is at all times. I also want to say is Blake, who played um, right mid or right wing, had a number of opportunities as well. Um, but Ibarra is the one who scored the goal. And I really think they run a 4-4-2, and it's it's a pretty traditional four four two, and they don't do anything special. Um, they they like to maintain possession, especially against a team like Oakland. It felt like San Diego had the ball the entire match against Oakland. Um, and so when you look at this match and you look at some of the the statistics and you compare it to other matches they played this season, I think I might have said earlier that they played Sacramento this season. They have not, so it's their first chance to see San Diego loyal this year. Remember, they started off ice cold. Um, I believe they lost four of their first five matches. Um, signed a couple new players. Obviously, you know, <laughs> kind of hit the panic button a little bit. Brought in a number of few players, and they've been much, much better since. Anyway, you compare that against the 1-0 win from Oakland. Compare it to when they play Las Vegas. It's very, very similar. Las Vegas, one of the weaker teams. Oakland, probably one of the weaker teams in the Pacific Division, at least from what we know so far. They took 20 shots against Las Vegas. They like to control possession. And... They like to make the safe, easy pass and then to pick their opportunities to make take chances. And that's what they were able to do in these last couple matches. And this is why they've been good recently. Um, and it, it's going to be interesting to see how Sacramento can defend them. I do think um, we'll see. I mean, obviously, Mitch Tainer was not in the 18, um, and we'll see how long he is out. But we'll see if he's back. Uh, but it's just going to be a matter of being disciplined defensively, being make, make sure that you aren't giving up easy opportunities uh, and, and figuring out an opportunity for Sacramento to then find the ball, get the ball back, and create their own buildup in possession. Because you can't let San Diego Loyal create and have 60% of possession. That's when they're going to dominate the match. Um, and I think if Sacramento plays as hard as they did in the second half against Phoenix, 
Um, I think they have a really, really good chance to beat this San Diego team. I think San Diego has kind of caught in teams on a bad night a couple of times here in this win streak. Um, Las Vegas, not very good, right? Obviously, Oakland, um, they only scored once. So it's not like this team's scoring a ton, right? It, they're just not. They're just getting one or two. They obviously defend very, very well. That's the thing about San Diego. We know that from last year as well. They do defend well. And for Sacramento, we know they're, that what they're doing offensively. We talked about it, taking more chances. That's going to be the, the key factor for them. If they can do that, I think they have a really good chance to beat San Diego. And, and, and the thing is, they got to do what they're good at. It's not even worrying about what the other team does, right, to a certain extent. I just think it's, it's the effort. It's the playing hard for 90 minutes, coming out with intensity, and then from there, um, letting things fall where they may. And, and to, let's, let's look at it. Sacramento hasn't really gotten lucky this year. They haven't had lucky bounces go their way. It hasn't happened. Um, so if you keep putting balls on frame, taking shots, even if they're maybe not great shots, I think one of these times they're going to start going, the bounces are going to go their way, and I think they'll they'll benefit from it. So, by the way, I did want to say, I forgot to mention this in the first half, Sacramento went back to a 4-4-2 uh, in that match against Phoenix. We'll see what they do against San Diego. Now they have the opportunity to go a couple different ways. You can argue that the 3-4-3 hasn't worked great, but you could also say the 4-4-2, maybe it's too different for the team coming off the 3-4-3. So we'll see coming up Saturday, but the key is they got to bring intensity from the opening whistle. If they do that, I think this is a huge opportunity. If they win Saturday, they get momentum going into next week. Then you play Oakland, who you can argue maybe isn't as great of a team. You really set yourself up for success going forward in the season. This is the turning point. This is the turning point for Sacramento. This is the opportunity for them to click the switch. All right, we got to figure this out. And they can start rattling off some wins, moving back up in the standings, um, and really, really start playing well. Because that's the key. That is the key. Got to start playing better against these opponents that you need to get the points against. Um, and I think it was tough, right? It was just, <laughs> I mean, you thought you were going to play Oakland coming off this, that tough stretch, um, of four matches in 12 days. That didn't happen, right? Cause the Oakland match obviously got postponed and, uh, and then you got to play Phoenix, who's probably the best team in the, in the entire USL. So this is an opportunity for Sacramento to get three points on, on Saturday and do it in big fashion. ESPN two, the match is on. So make sure you, you catch that one also next week. Uh, Republic takes on Oakland on Wednesday at home at Hard Health Park, and then Saturday against Orange County, also at home. We'll have one more podcast this week before Saturday's match against the San Diego Loyal. That match will be on ESPN2. You aren't going to want to miss it, a big one uh, for both teams, but for Sacramento, obviously, trying to get a three-point and a win against the Loyal. That is going to be a 4 p.m. kickoff on Saturday, July 3rd on ESPN2 um, in San Diego. Then next week, Oakland Roots, July 7th, back at home. They'll be back on ESPN+. Plus. You can get tickets right now. Go to sacrepublicfc.com slash tickets for that match. And four salute to service night. That's Saturday, July 10th against Orange County SC. So three matches in seven days coming up. And then actually, Following that match, there's another match coming up on Wednesday, July 14th on the road. So four matches in 12 days. Another stretch. And this one, Sacramento looking to get off on a very, very good start against San Diego coming up on Saturday. Our thanks to everyone for listening to this podcast. Thank you for your support. We appreciate it. Thank you to U.S. Bank for being the presenting partner. And as always, Go Republic!